0: Boom. Here we go. We're fucking back. We're back. Maybe. Like that recurring staph infection (laughs) that you thought was gone,
1: but flares back up. Flares back up. We're having a fucking grumpy guy flare up. We'll call it a flare up. We won't officially say we're back. We're having a fucking flare up. That's probably a good idea.
0: I was looking on this before we got started. The last time, the last thing I had recorded on here was March 27th of 21. March of twenty one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: that has been about two years.
0: Two years, that sounded about right. Yeah,
1: that sound about right. It's been about a two year break,
0: and I haven't looked down any of the podcast apps. Just, I'm sure the Grumpy Guy shit's still on there.
1: <clears throat> no, yeah, we're still on there. Sorry. Yeah, it's all all there. The website isn't. I had to take the website down. <laughs> it was taking up too much space on my server, <laughs> and it's starting to interfere with the with the other
0: sites. What's the shit that actually made money. <laughs> yeah, so I
1: had to like make a decision to like you know expand to the bigger. Uh, package or uh-huh. just keep it alive on Podbean. And so we are on Podbean. We've never gone offline there. So i hope you guys, been there. Been alive on Podbean? Yeah. Get some random downloads here and there. So we'll see. This is going to be funny. I, I envision just people who. Don't realize that they're still subscribed to the Grumpy Guy feed. Getting a notification. (laughs) Just all of a sudden getting a notification. Being like, what the fuck? Grumpy Guy's posted a new podcast. And then, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? So, I'm I'm enjoying envisioning these, like, what the fuck moments. Like, I like doing that to people. You know, just making them, like, question. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, is this for real?
0: This would be a good what, what the fuck moment for most people, I think.
1: Yeah, I didn't tell anyone we were doing it. No. So, I just... Again, I just wanted to like, I just wanted to act like is shit never, you know, we never stopped. We never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you guys, we were just, it was like a two year break and you know, we never really stopped, you know, it was never an official end of Grumpy Guys show. We just so.
0: faded into the ether. Yeah. We never then, signed
1: off like Johnny Carson. No. So.
0: No, we just kind of. <laughs> Until we sign off. Yeah. We, we could. There's a possibility One we can always us. come back.
1: Yeah, Exactly
0: so the real question would be is whether we've evolved in the past two years or not if we've changed much in what ways i don't know we're sitting on cushions instead of sitting on the floor right now to get started well that's only because i have them (laughs) and i'm
1: trying to figure out what to do with them so this
0: is an improvement man they're pretty comfortable
1: yeah they're not too bad i mean when they do like zen meditation technically there's a little cushion you sit on yeah so it's uh that's what i was looking at it's like these are a little zen uh podcasting
0: help us get into the zen podcasting <laughs> yeah,
1: mode yeah exactly exactly so uh, we still backing up yeah yeah okay. I was just
0: double checking the backup I like hear my you. screen locked up so yeah
1: we want to make sure we got, we're still on the tech technology Techno- side yeah
0: fuck cause I still i don't know how to do any of this shit i had to re <clears> remember <throat> i had to like reinstall the apps this morning and check it to make sure my microphone still worked
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, we're here we are so anyways, for those that are wondering why the fuck we're here, we uh, went to a catch wrestling camp uh, a couple weekends back and then Rob mentioned that he missed the fucking podcast and I was like, I missed the fucking podcast too because I'd gone and started another podcast with someone else because I missed fucking doing the podcast with you and so uh, I was like, why well, I fucking missed doing it too bro, let's bring it back and just get it going on some level. So,
0: here we are. And that was all the conversation there was. It was like, yep, okay, we're doing it. Yeah,
1: well, we yeah. almost started it in the car while we were sitting in fucking <laughs> traffic, yeah. man. That was a brutal yeah. drive.
0: It took us, so it's a 250-mile drive. It's normally a four-hour drive from Grand Junction to Denver. It took us, what, seven, seven and a half hours?
1: I, I think it was like close to eight hours eight by hours. the time we actually yeah. got to the hotel oh, that we yeah. were staying at. Yeah, it was yeah probably close to yeah. eight yeah, by the time we, we got to Dawn's house, it was like seven, seven and a half hours. Yeah, dude, that was so, brutal. Yeah, that well, was we cool.
0: got stuck in that one spot because of that emergency highway closure. Yeah, for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we're and just then sitting all there. the literally just sitting there in one spot for an hour and a half. Yeah, and then just the amount of traffic that lined up and just going like five miles an hour for ever after that. Dude, it was like
1: a blizzard. Blizzard, and this is like going the, on the
0: last weekend in April. Yeah, and it was goddamn snowstorm, like bad. you Couldn't see the lines. It was legit. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. It was sketchy. We were, and then remember those assholes that we had oh, yeah. the one uh, tour bus. <laughs> the tour bus.
1: Well, once the, the traffic, truck.
0: yeah, the traffic kind of broke out a little bit, so we were doing an appropriate speed. You know, I was probably doing 45-50 miles an hour. Yeah, for in the snow you. Can't can't see, see the, the lines, lines. on the road, and then we had a tanker truck fly by us, he <laughs> yeah. had to be doing 60, and then the tour bus fly by us. I'm like, dude, what are they? Know you, that we don't? yeah, you and I are both like team working, like, dude, am I still in the lane? Like, yeah. yeah, I think so, and like, fucking scary. And these assholes are just flying by us in these huge vehicles,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that so, was that was funny, I
0: know. Dude, yeah. I, did, I knew we were gonna get into some weather, well, I anticipated because that's anytime you're driving over the mountains, you check the weather. You know, and I was like, okay, we'll probably see a little bit of weather. But I don't, I had no idea it was going to be that bad. Yeah. But. I
1: don't think anybody else did. It was, I think it was a bit of a surprise in general. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it had a rough year on. Well, fuck, fa- La-
0: last week in uh Teleride, what, what day was it? I mean, yeah, it must have just been Thursday. I was down there for work. And dude, it was snowing like a son of a on Wednesday night. They got like eight inches of snow. And I mean most of the stuff on the roads was melting off, you know, because this time of year it's what it does. Yeah. But it was piled up on like the side streets and yards and shit. Like it was like the middle <laughs> of fucking winter, man. I was like, dude, I'm so over this shit. Yeah. And beginning of May and I'm dealing with the snows. So I almost had to throw chains, like going up over Dallas Divide. It, it was kind of sketchy. Was, like, <laughs> and then I get done and tell you ride right, and I have to make my way back through the valley, like through like Nuclear Natarita and stuff. And I get back to Grand Junction and it's like seventy degrees. Yeah. It was literally about a 40 45 degree difference from Tell Your Eye in the morning to back here in Junction in the evening. Yeah. Afternoon. It's mountains, I guess. Yeah. It's been a crazy winter. I mean, I like winter. I like the snow for skiing, but you get to a point where you're you're over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy fucking winter overall. I mean, you guys had a lot of snow up at uh, Powderhorn. Yeah. So that was, you know, good. I mean, there's been years when they've barely had enough snow to. Get the lifts going. Yep. So the yeah, they, they set
0: some records this year. Yeah. I bet you there's still snow on the slope. I I was gonna go up there last weekend, but I got a little too busy being an adult doing chores and shit. I was gonna go climb Powderhorn again. I mm. could probably still go do it. Yeah. But I bet. We'll see if I get motivated enough to go do it or not. yeah Maybe I'll just take my dog hiking <clears> instead. <throat> You, you get to a, I mean, I love skiing, but you get to a certain point in the year, it's like, okay, I'm ready for summertime. It, it's yeah. hard, it's hard to get into the right skiing mindset when we're down here in shorts. You know, it's finally getting warm. <laughs> getting warm. It's like, yeah, I gotta go up there and get yeah, cold you get bundled up a little bit. Deal with it. Go play in the snow. It's like, yeah, mm. I want to, but do I really want to?
1: <laughs> See, I don't want to at all. So yeah. I don't even go up there when it is you sure? going
0: on should yeah. what get into skiing get into skiing yeah. nah. there's a big barrier to entry though that's a problem there's yeah. many barriers to entry just it's the cost cheap. and the time yeah, dude, yeah it's, it's, it's ridiculous it's, it's cool. like me getting back into mountain biking just not gonna happen right yeah
1: well that's i'm kind of at the point where i'm waiting for my next big expense that i have to put out in mountain biking and that's going to be the reason that i quit mountain biking because <laughs> it's like you know am i really going to put out a thousand dollars for a new fork you know what I mean? It's like that's a lot of fucking money. There's yeah. a lot of things I can do with a thousand dollars, and like I just don't ride enough anymore to be like, oh yeah, you know, that's worth it. So well, I'm trying to milk what I've got, but yeah.
0: I mean, you got nice bikes, so you really shouldn't have. Unless you have some sort of catastrophic failure on one of your bikes, you really shouldn't need to upgrade anything, right? You no, know? it's not really
1: upgrading. Just shit wears out. Yeah, so, I guess. You know, it's I'm I'm definitely milking things you definitely want to want to retire things one ride too early instead of one ride, <laughs> one too, ride late. too late yeah. yeah so you want to err on the side of that fucking line but uh yeah we're not quite there yet that's good we'll see and I mean, we'll see how it happens I tried to get out last year every once in a while I get like this I'm like all right man I'm gonna get back in the ride man and I, I went out a few times last year and it was all right it was fun but I don't know it's just it's definitely not the same uh, Like itch that it used to be, where like I have to go ride all the
0: time. Well, I think, I mean, a big part of it, what kills that is just the number of people on the trails now. Yeah, it's not the same thing it used to be. No, it's not. It's 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 weird. like Powderhorn was like that this year, too. That's what I heard. Man, I mean, dude, there was probably five or six times, if not more that Powderhorn actually sold out, that they had a sign-up at the parking lot. Like, we're not selling any more lift tickets. We hit capacity. And it's just, yeah, it's just, that place, it doesn't happen up there, man. Like, you you should, right. still, I mean, you know, in comparison to, like, the big resorts, it's not nearly as bad, but still, for Powderhorn, it's pretty busy. Uh-huh. And there was, i talked to quite a few people up there, you know, just being on a like, chairlift with Randos. There was, i talked to quite a few people from the front range, that would drive all the way from the front range a little, little little powder horn because they're sick of the crowds at the big resorts. And they heard that, you know, because Powderhorn's a cool little mountain. And it's it's kind of a, a little secret on this side of the mountains, you know. And not anymore. Not anymore. Right? <laughs> I, I talked to quite... Nothing's a, few, a secret over here. No, I talked to quite a few people from the front range and they were asking me questions about it and I just, was trying to tell them how much it sucked and they shouldn't come over here anymore. Right. And to not tell their friends about it, but... <sighs>
1: it's too late, man. Too late. Yeah. Dude, they... Promoted the fuck out of this place It's hit the tipping point Like it's yeah. past that tipping point Where like It is Now it's a Fucking hip Place To come And live The Grand Junction Fruit lifestyle So
0: You know but it, I know we sound like the grumpy old men No you we know, are Grumpy old men But when, Cause we moved here about the same time What you moved here in 05 Right Somewhere around there Yeah, I've been
1: here for 17 years I moved
0: here in 07 Yeah so I'm sure all the people that were here then um were bitching about us <clears throat> moving here so
1: You know I don't I, no I don't think so No cuz we weren't it was not uh the I don't know maybe it's wrong maybe I'm wrong why just cuz you know I was here in 07 like I've never been here where people were bitching about people moving here I like, am here like they're definitely bitching about people moving here now But I'm sure they're always all right. I'm sure there's some fucking grumpy farmer uh, out in (laughs) Villa Loma, you know, who has always been like, you know, fucking all these people moving here or whatever. But in general, it was just like they weren't throwing up like fucking 20 subdivisions at once to take in the influx of people.
0: They're doing, they're doing that all over the valley yes. now. Apartment yeah. complexes all over, condos. Crazy, dude. I still drive like,
1: around and there's giant subdivisions I didn't even know existed. Yeah. It's like, where the fuck did this come yeah. from? Dude, it's insane how many fucking people have moved here in the last yeah. you know, two years. Basically, COVID fucking blew the lid off this place because yeah. it was one of the only places that didn't close down. Everybody came here and the restrictions weren't that bad. And so people kept coming here and then they realized like, oh shit, I could sell my house in California for, you know, 800000 and come here and buy a house for 250000 300000 and, you know, live the fucking fruit of lifestyle. So oh, I started fucking moving here. And now the prices are going up. I mean, you see, you know, houses for like four, like, dude, our house here is supposed to be like $520,000 or something like that. That's what the
0: old tax assessor fucking sent us when they said here's your property taxes bitches. I know that do my little house an 1100 square foot house not even on the nice end of town <clears throat> at where I paid like 200 you know in 07. Yeah. Yeah my the tax man said my house is worth like $330,000 now. Yeah. It's not a $330,000 house. Well it is
1: because you know this is a town like we're, we are becoming like I, I don't know like you know Glenwood or I mean I'm I'm trying to think of you know tell your ride on so well you know what i mean like you you get these towns these you know we're not a mountain town but we're like kind of a, a high desert you know with uh, we're mountain adjacent yeah. right we're kind of a small mountain adjacent town and like when those things tip like you know what i mean like we're gonna be the fucking people here like dude our houses are gonna be worth like a million dollars and people are gonna be like you know, man, you guys were lucky. They were here when, you know, this before this place got popular. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you see them in like Telluride and Aspen and shit. Like people who were there before, or you know, you know the and it's like shit, dude. Like you got lucky or whatever. But it's like I'm sure they're like fucking people. I'd rather have my house valued at 200 grand and yeah. not have all you motherfuckers here,
0: dude. Speaking of that, like you know, part of it's inflation too. I, I was down in Telluride there. And there was this clothes store, it's a higher end clothes store, it's called like Over, like Overland Sheep, and they sell like, you know, women's fur shit, fur yeah. jackets and leather and stuff, and they had a sign on the door that said they are hiring, starting wage, 25 bucks an hour, with benefits. Ooh, yeah. For a retail position. Yeah. For selling clothes. Yeah. I mean, and even at that rate, like, you still couldn't afford to live in Telluride. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. But that, dude, that's bananas, for a retail position, selling clothes. Yeah, twenty five bucks an hour.
1: I can see that in Telluride Yeah, Telluride is an expensive fucking place. Yeah, so you know, I guess you're gonna uh, have to pay extra for people because there's not as many people. And plus, it makes you look like you really want to be like, "Hey, we're paying like minimum wage to the people that work here." You know, they want to freaking feel like I got the money, bitches. <laughs> so pay you twenty five bucks an hour. I don't care. So I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is, but yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, it's nuts all the people. It definitely has changed things. That's why I like hiking more. I've done way more hiking and, because it's it's still easy to uh, get away from people. Like, you know, there's there's still, uh, it gets really busy, but man, like you go out to McKenna's Canyon here and even on a super busy day, there's so much fucking trail out there that you're not like you know it's not like wall-to-wall people so you know there are places you know like lunch loop trails
0: especially down near that fucking uh parking lot it's just a zoo man yeah i still i got a nice little trail system over by my house i mean there's trail systems all over this valley that are really nice but one's like a 10 15 minute drive from my house and i get out there and I'd just run into a couple people. Yeah. Especially if I get out there early in the morning, like, nobody. I can, if I just do an out and back, like, a little five-mile hike or something with my dog, like, yeah. I can go out and back and never see another person, or maybe one other person. Dude, it's nice. Yeah. So, you can still get away from it. Yeah, you can still if, get, if you get away from people. Yeah, it's It's just, it's, nice. it's a little
1: harder on the, like, with the fucking riding, because there's just so many, again, you can, you know, time it, get out there at the right time or day or whatever, but, dude, it's just it's bananas how many people are on the trails and you know it's you know you got e-bikes and all this shit so it's totally like changed the dynamic of like there used to be a basic barrier of entry to mountain bikes certain which level was of, a certain level of fitness fitness and skill Man. and skill right yeah and now they've got these bikes that are you know basically ride for you on many levels you got pedal assist and like like the geometry that changed the geometry on the bikes to be like longer and more stable and so it makes it you know it it makes it easier for the rider to just like ride through shit as opposed to like having to execute like good body position and and skills and stuff so it's like if you're i was talking with a a, a, another guy who's been doing this for a long time and you know we're talking about like how back in the day when it was it was free riding like a free ride bike is like okay we need to be able to pedal up to the top uh, you know but coming down is the main thing and coming down tends to be like tight slow technical moves riding on uh, you know elevated features bridges and skinnies and stuff um, doing uh, wheelie drops so like you know having not having enough momentum to just ride off of something you gotta like do a little pedal kick and get your fucking front wheel and ride off and so but like tight technical moves like that. And like the kind of bike that you need in the geometry and where your weight is going to be distributed is going to be different than a bike that you want for like a modern flow trail, right? Like a trail that's like, you know, pretty devoid of technical features, um, you know, has some, you know, tabletops and berms and stuff, but it's really just like a matter of, you know, going fast and just being stable. And so, you know what I mean? Like those are two different goals and so the bikes that you design uh for that goal are going to be different and so like you know you're quoting what they call modern geometry it's a fucking term you know and they say it as if like old geometry is (laughs) bullshit honestly they're like well today's modern geometry is is so much better and it's like they make it sound like you couldn't even ride a bike from fucking 10 15 years ago and i was there we were able to ride them pretty fucking good man (laughs) so it's fucking annoying but it basically makes it Easier for the unskilled rider to just be able to like they've created uh the trails tend to be easier, right? Because there's a lot of beginner trails, there's this big push to hey man, we gotta get more people in the sport. How do we do that? We need more beginner trails and beginner-friendly <clears throat> things, and so like you get all this shit going, and then these people coming in, and the bikes are easier to ride, and they fucking got pedal assist. And it's like, dude, we've got a flood of fucking people that like 10, 15 years ago just would never be able to mountain bike because it was just a totally different uh, sport. And so some people look at that like that's a good thing. I look at it like it's a bad that's thing. It's a bad thing. Because I'm a grumpy motherfucker. So, But that's the
0: beauty <clears throat> the beauty of jiu-jitsu is they cannot invent a gi. No or, or a rash guard. No, that's dude. It's gonna make your jujitsu better. No,
1: yeah. There's nothing you gotta nothing. just you know, nothing. Nothing's gonna replace time on the mats. No, there's so. no
0: technology that's gonna no help with that.
1: And yeah, there's no. You can't. Uh, you can't get good at jujitsu without slapping hands with another motherfucker and getting your ass that kicked. knows jujitsu <laughs> yeah. and getting after it. Yeah, and you know, no matter what. Some fucking online courses will have you believe that you can earn your blue belt through your online studies.
0: That shit's so annoying. Isn't that annoying, man? I know it's still going on too.
1: I feel like it's it's uh, you know, cause we there's a we now have. Speaking of things that are new, I don't think I don't know if this place was around or we just weren't aware of it, but you know we now have a, a Gracie University affiliated jujitsu school in town
0: yeah I don't think he was here when we were recording last I think it's been in the past two years yeah that he's
1: opened up so it's uh so there's another place that does jiu-jitsu and but it's an interesting philosophy that they have because from my understanding and I could be wrong but they don't spar that it is basically a, a self-defense oriented Uh, curriculum that you just you go through the you drill it basically but you never actually spar and so you can actually earn a combatives belt through learning this stuff and then you can earn your blue belt like through just like I I think there's like jujitsu and then the combatives thing again I'm you know just trying to piece together some things from what I've heard and and red but that's the but yeah the basic idea is that you can earn something in jujitsu. i don't care if it's a fucking stripe on your fucking white belt uh i don't know like you know jiu-jitsu is going with another fucking person like you know white people white white people <laughs> with white belts you know it might be specific sparring i think that there's limitations to like brand new people just full-on rolling right but, like, hey, man, I'm going to show you side control escape, and then we're going to do some, like, specific sparring or something mm-hmm. like that to get you to... Dude,
0: and that's what makes jiu-jitsu so good is the rolling, is yeah. the sparring. Like, that's totally. why That's why it's better than all the other martial arts. Yeah. is because you can practice it full power. Right, yeah. And so you know what it feels like when someone's really trying to strangle you. Dude, there's something, and then, there's and then you power can, in that. And then you can sprinkle the self-defense stuff in... You know, And you'll be better at self-defense, but you you can't just forego the sparring and the rolling part. No. It's doing such a disservice to jiu-jitsu and what it is. like. Yeah. Yeah, I really disagree with that. Like, yeah, they're trying
1: to make it more – because, you know, again, like it makes it more uh, um, approachable yeah. for people. So it's like, oh, I could actually – and then again, like, you know, I'm sure the the rationale is that, well, by the time they get to their blue belt – Right. Hopefully they've gained the confidence and knowledge needed to where they can then start to engage in sparring. And, and perhaps you have someone who never would have started in the first place, but because this path was open to them is now at a place where like they're able to spar and and continue to progress. And it's like, you know, that's not a fucking completely uh, crazy argument. Right. But it's like, but are you compromising something that is jujitsu or you know you know what I mean like
0: yeah I, I mean I see the line of thinking that doesn't mean I have to agree with it no like, I, I, I see where they're coming from I think but, there's a
1: false sense of confidence that you're getting I think it's it, like what's the difference between fucking Taibo yeah. and fucking like just basically choreographed self defense moves nothing.
0: It's the same thing. It's And that is the kind of shit that gets people hurt yes. because it gives them the false sense of confidence.
1: Yes. They're like, in a street fight, like, I'd be fine. But no, you wouldn't be. And it's like, dude, really? It, like It's,
0: it's going to be a lot different. Even if yeah. someone un, if someone untrained is really coming at you with everything they got, yeah. you've never experienced that before. Right. And you're not going to know how to react from that adrenaline dump. And they, it's just, no. No. It's a mess. Yeah. It's, yeah. This shit annoys me. Yeah. And I wish it would go away. Yeah.
1: But, but it's frustrating because if the Gracie name wasn't attached to it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it, it it wouldn't, wouldn't make anything.
0: No. Well, speaking of that, you know, in the jiu jitsu world, that that drama that went down, that guy that got his neck broke. Yeah. Yeah. That case, and what would they sue him for? For like $40 million? Well, or some I, shit? I think Wait. like
1: 46 is what the jury awarded him. Because I, I think like they didn't, I don't know if they get to specify the number that they're suing for. But the jury gets to pick the number. Okay. That, I'm sure recorded. they'll appeal it, but
0: yeah. yeah, I'm sure if uh, people have seen the video by now, anybody's in the jiu-jitsu world, but dude, that, that was horseshit. And then who was that? Henner Gracie came up yeah. Because dude, they hired the people that were suing the jiu-jitsu instructor in the school, hired Henner Gracie as an expert witness. And dude, the, he made a lot of money to construct his narrative. To kind of make that instructor look like the bad guy. Yeah. Which is horse shit. Like, dude, I I can't believe he did that. I get it. I mean, it was a big payday for him. Dude, that was fucked up. Like, because that was not malicious at all. Well, yeah. Well, the way
1: that he... I think, like, what was really... um, Fucking... Like, I don't know, wrong or potentially problematic, shall we say, with what he did. Is he presented what he does and what he professes with this Gracie University thing as standard practices in jiu-jitsu you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. what he was doing like that's what he was getting this guy saying like hey man standard practices in jiu-jitsu is that if you're a black belt rolling with a white belt that you know and they don't know the move that you don't do the move on them and 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 that's not that's not true like as far as i know there's never been like a council of jujitsu people who came together and said like these are the standard practices like outside of the belt system and even that isn't fucking standardized by any stretch of the imagination like that's one of the things that makes jujitsu interesting is like it is a very uh you know open to interpretation people have different interpretations of how to do this uh and so but to get up there and present like Here's this standard practice and that includes like black belts, not, you know, rolling with white belts uh, or, you know what I mean? Like, so there were several things that, that he said that were like, Hey man, like that's what you do, but that's not necessarily what everyone does. And you're basically saying that everyone who doesn't do that is like breaking standard practices and like, that's kind of where things become problematic because now this is in the law. You know what I mean? On some level, there's this precedent, is... precedent. a precedent. precedent yeah. yeah, there's a precedent been set. And yep. so it's like, you know, that there's some sort of legal precedent that is now like, okay, what does that really mean by you going out there and going on the stands and saying this? Like, you know, what have you really put into motion for other jiu-jitsu schools and stuff like that? So that was like, I think, to me, with the fucking... Yeah, hey, man, you can interpret what happened any way you want, but to... It, painted as anything other than a tragic accident to say that like this dude was negligent because he was breaking standard practices that's like wait a minute like where the fuck are you getting these standard practices from
0: he's getting it from that payday he got, yeah and that's how that's how he framed his but if you're argument. in the
1: jury right and you don't know if, any you, better if you don't know any better you're gonna listen to and him. you're like dude this is a gracie and he, yeah you know, he's, all these credentials yep, and, exactly and he says that this is what that's what that's is. what's so
0: dirty about that man that, that really yeah i, I Really, really bothered me that Henry did that. You know, like just come on, man. Like, yeah, that was just immoral. Like that was to me, that was just fucking rotten.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he was really thought he was going to accomplish with that. I do. I mean, fucking fatter bank account. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly. Well, he ended up like I don't know if you saw. So uh, you know, he takes all the fucking heat and the pressure. So he ended up actually making a donation for like three hundred thousand dollars to like a spinal, you know, rehab care work. So he made like a hundred and twenty-five. So you know he and he donates three hundred. Again, if he hadn't come under the pre- pressure and the scrutiny and everything that he did, would he have done that anyways? I highly doubt it. I highly, it, doubt, highly it. doubt it. Yeah. So there's something to be said right there. But you know he did try to make it right by like b- donating the money. But still, he was just gonna take the money and fucking pocket it and be like, yeah, man, I. You know, I didn't have any, cause he's still like, I didn't know what they were suing him for. I had no say in that. Like they never, you know, he, he's, he sounds like fucking Anthony Fauci talking about gain of function <laughs> research. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, dude, we're playing word salad here, yep. brother. Yeah, And you're very good at word salad. Very you're good very at good at this.
0: That was the exact impression I got. It was just word sound, just like a politician speak and word salad speak and just twisting the narrative. To make you not look like a yeah. bad guy, like
1: yeah, it was it was again, it was an accident. It was man. an accident, man.
0: And it wasn't just like a black belt beating up on some brand new white belt. Yeah. That guy was, an, you know, an athlete. He competed a few times. he had been training a couple of years. And dude, it was fucked up, man. I don't want to see that happen to anybody. But yeah, it was just a tragic, you know, tragic yeah. accident, man. Like it was, dude, yeah. And they weren't going super hard from the video I watched. They were training hard, but nothing different than we just got done doing. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's just.
1: It was just a yeah. It was it was a, a shitty situation. It was a shitty reaction, like, you know, it, yeah it, yeah. It was just it was a shitty situation. Yep. It just happens, man. So it wasn't a breach of any sort of fucking standardized practices no. that makes you negligent. If, but, so yeah, but yeah, but you know, then turn around and he's behind like this Grace university, and you know we've, and this is how they. I mean, they have, like, an online portion that you can, like, basically earn your blue belt through online courses and, and like, sending in videos and stuff like that. So, I was like, dude, to give somebody the impression, like, so my, I define a blue belt, like, if you're a blue belt, like, you should be able to fucking handle 90 plus percent of fucking all untrained individuals on the face of the planet.
0: Yep reasonably sized people exactly that's why i I, you know 10 to 20
1: percent you know what i mean but yes like right size and and there are things that matter yeah right and and so that's why i'm like it's not 100 percent for sure but it's most yeah i'll at least say most like you should be able to handle most untrained individuals if you are completely untrained right like somebody's got like a d1 wrestling background that's not what i'm talking about right like even then you should you shouldn't get fucking housed by this person you should be able to you know uh execute Except some yourself. things protect yeah. yourself and execute some things but you should be able to handle yourself against most untrained people and uh and i don't believe that you can attach that title to someone who's not fucking rolled with someone no, yet you can't <laughs> i don't care no. what your technical knowledge is no like you can know all the moves and be able to like pull it out hey he does this what do you do well this it's like yeah that's great let's see you do
0: it let's see that when you're breathing like a motherfucker your heart rates jack right like, sweating your ass off like okay yeah let, let me see you do it then
1: let's see you do it then yeah yeah and again it's, it's selling this impression that like the moves are jiu-jitsu right we've talked about this before like they're not that's not it the principles behind the moves are jujitsu and like when you understand those principles and you're able to apply those things on the fly like that's where fucking jujitsu happens but like Input A equals output B, you know, is, like, a rudimentary understanding, but that's not it. And that's why I think, like, yeah, we got to teach you that. That's where everybody starts there. But through rolling, you start to understand intuitively, like, there's more to it than this. And I need to figure out what that is and and how do I, like, progress on that path because that's the difference, you know. It's the – you know, that's why I, like, fucking – Hodger Gracie can, you know, by the time someone gets to a blue belt, like they know the, the fucking, the mount and cost show, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the, there's no secret thing that he's doing, but like, what is he doing differently? And it's like, well, he understands that like the move is not what he's trying to do. And he's able to like make adjustments and fucking, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different, a different thing. And so, and that's what you want to get to when you get to the fucking black belt level. Which I think that's new. I got my black belt. Oh, that's
0: you were not a black belt. I was not time. a black belt. I don't. I think oh, I was shit. still a fucking purple belt, man. No. Uh,
1: yes. Yes. I'll guarantee you, dude. I was a brown belt for less than ten months. <laughs> were you really? Yeah. There was a there was a moment in time for like two months where a year I was a black belt and a year ago I have I was still a purple belt.
0: Holy shit!
1: Because yeah. I got my brown belt after uh, masters. This last masters worlds. And, I knew and you were brown belt for a short like a period year ago.
0: A short period of time. I yeah. did not realize it was under a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. That's I how was... Kevin
0: does it. Yeah, I brown belt. I was out of all the belts. I was brown belt for the shortest amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You were not mm-hmm. a brown belt very, very long. long. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you when I got it to when. Yeah. You know, I got my black belt. But... <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. So you, yeah, you could have been a purple belt last time we recorded.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 sure. If it was over two years man. ago, 100 percent sure that it was, I was holy shit. So
0: that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. I didn't even think about that coming into today. Yeah, that's pretty For sweet. There
1: a few belts there, so
0: no, I think we might have the The Family home. might be home here. That's so. right. We'll get a little chaos. Yeah. going on in here in a second.
1: But yeah, man, that was because we had uh, uh, it all got kicked off because uh, Kiele won. Masters, her, her division at Masters Worlds at Purple Belt, like pretty dominant fashion. And are you guys here? Oh, right on. Well, we're going to close, let the dogs come out and say hi, and then we're going to close the door. So, you guys do your thing. Love you. Ha <laughs> ha. Speaking of the devil, Kelly's home. So, but yeah, Kelly fucking kicked ass and won her division, like, I don't think she had a point score on her, you know, like, super dominant uh, win, right? Like, no question, like, dude, she was the best there, and so, and then when she got done, I was like, you know, I told Kevin, like, kind of half-jokingly, but I was like, dude, like, when are you going to promote her, right? Like, what more do you want? Like, she just fucking cleaned house with her peers, basically, and uh, and I was, you know, her and I were purple belts, and, and so Kevin's like, well, you know, here's the deal. I was going to promote you guys together at the next belt promotion. But, you know, we can promote her on the podium if you're all right with it. And so I was like, yeah, man, like, you know, if you're going to promote her on the podium, like I'm not going to be a little bitch and, and cry about it and take that away from her. And so, uh, so yeah, we've uh, actually, I got to tie the belt on her because Kevin promoted Nadia too. Okay. And so Kevin tied Nadia's belt on. We, we, we got him up. there like, hey, let's get a picture of you two up on the podium together. And then we fucking got it and it was pretty good. Kelly was all surprised. She had no idea. Um, so there was a fucking minute where my wife outranked me. <laughs> Despite the fact that I've been doing jiu-jitsu for uh, quite a few years longer than her. But it's not, you know, hey, if there's anyone out there that i felt deserved uh, that momentary outranking. It's her. I mean, she is definitely proved on the mats. Like, she's a fucking forced to be reckoned with. So, I will say, like, in the world of women's jiu-jitsu, my wife is definitely better than I am in the world of men's jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, I'd say that's a fair assessment. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have no illusions. Like, I am, you know, she's she's pretty fucking good. And so, uh, so, anyways, yeah, but then Kevin took mercy on me and came out to... Ruta. That's right. You're, you weren't able to make it. That's right, yeah. Because you got me my brown I, belt, I, I, man. That's
0: right, that's right. I got you your nice yeah. armbar silk brown belt. That's
1: right. So it's funny Kevin had to, like, he pulls that out and everybody's all like, ooh. Yeah, because it,
0: it comes with its own case yeah, and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's like, I think he felt like he just needed to, for the record, like, this is not, like, everyone's not getting an armbar belt going forward. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, Rob got this for James, you know, like a year ago. And, and so, or, you know, something, but... Um, so, anyways, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, That's cool. very, very nice of you. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad. I didn't get to wear it for longer. I really liked yeah, it. That it's a fucking sweet still, belt, man. still looks brand new. Yeah, I, you know, I wore it. I wore They're it a little bit. It, yeah. yeah, I got, I got some rounds in with it. Um, it's fun, man. I actually did my record as a brown belt is like four and two in competition, which is like by far my best uh, record. At um, any, any, belt. any of the other belts yeah yeah man like so it was really weird how I like I did better Uh and again you know I'm going masters you know stuff whatever but I did have a, a fight to win where they just basically threw all the fucking old man brown and black belts. it was basically like an absolute division mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh had fucking Frank in that one and Frank and I had to go at it and end up getting him with a foot lock but his foot was, like, kind of hurt. So I kind of felt, it was one of those where I was bandaged up. And I was like, man, like, you know. It's competition. It's competition, man. Like, I didn't, crank, but I knew that, like, as soon as I just hugged it tight, you know, it was, he fucking tapped. He didn't want to, like, fight that ankle. So I don't have any illusions. Frank's a tough motherfucker. So, you know, some, sometimes I get him. Sometimes he gets me.
0: The locks work, though. The locks work, man. Yeah, watch him.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, they, they, they definitely work. So, but, um, but anyways, and then I did have my first black belt competition this last weekend. And you
0: got disqualified for goddamn reaping, didn't you? I got DQ'd for reaping. Then I didn't realize it. I couldn't reap. <laughs> I, I knew I
1: couldn't do heel hooks because Kevin had said, you know, masters can't do heel hooks.
0: Because they allow heel hooks now when I did GF. Yeah, adult, but, just, just regular but, adult. But they don't allow it masters? No. Nope. Jesus Christ. No.
1: And, then, and I thought, like, well, reaping's fine because... I had gone to a a grappling industries tournament with Shiloh, and reaping's fine. Like, I think at, like, blue belt and above, like, you can reap. Like, you can't attack heel hooks. You can't, like, attack fucking knee twerking. But you can
0: isolate the leg like that. Yeah,
1: like, crossing your leg over to isolate the leg is not, you know, the danger. I'm like, dude, we're, like, black belts, for Christ's sake. Like, if you don't know how to protect your fucking knee, and when I'm not... Again, like, I was actually a little relieved when I found out that old men couldn't do heel hooks, because... You know that is like one the you know I, I I don't know man is that like the worst like just grip and rip fucking submission yeah
0: someone grips and rips that dude I mean it's grand grandest competition but it does not take much to blow out a knee no so I'm just, that's you, like by far the worst, the worst yeah, one if you get you a good an ankle if you get or, a good grip on that and yeah. you, and you just go for it yeah like dude you're gonna yeah. fuck maybe somebody. a
1: knee bar but man somebody have to fucking you, if, yeah, if it was, it, be a
0: big, strong dude yeah. and really get his hips into it. Yeah. But it's still not like it doesn't with the doesn't heel take hook, much with a heel hook. Does not right. take much. Just that twisty motion. So you know,
1: I, I was I admit, like I was a little in the back of my mind going into a no gi tournament, thinking that heel hooks were on the table. I was a little like, man, I just need to not. Fuck around at don't all. Fuck around. Don't fuck around at all. No. Um, and then Kevin's like, "Oh, don't worry. You don't. You don't have to do heel hooks." And I was like, "Okay, cool. I don't have to worry about heel hooks." But I just, I didn't even think about reefing. And then, yeah, dude, I had old boy in a fucking pretty good knee bar. I was like, I, I didn't. It was a weird angle, but like I had a fucking angle, and I was like, like
0: "But that's where you got caught." The way you were isolating, and the then leg. he turned
1: uh-huh. in, and then I had the ankle lock, and then. He, I've actually, I threw my leg over into the reaping position to hook and come back. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to keep him from turning his knee in more. So that's what's funny is like reaping supposed to be illegal because you're like forcing the knee in, and I was actually like trying, trying to, to fucking force his knee back out so I could get the angle I needed for the the ankle lock. And so yeah, I just I, you know I went fucking cr- you know secured his leg, started cranking, and then I heard him go his leg and i was like well, that's a weird thing to say who,
0: who, the you're the guy the you're guy was rolling with, against yeah it yeah yeah, yeah
1: and then and then like the ref stopped us and i was like okay cool i was like i, I think i won this one you know because dude i was cranking his fucking foot like he was dead to rights like if they hadn't stopped us like i, I it was one of those where like i'd gone back and forth and i finally fucking like isolated I, yeah enough, he was man. done man and uh and then, the, you know, I, we stand up, and I see the ref do, like, his little X thing. And I'm like, well, that's not a good song.
0: <laughs> like, I don't think that guy was doing anything illegal. <laughs> yeah. So, shit, that's probably me. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then they go up, and they're like, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, what'd I do? And, and you know, they're like, oh, you're reaping. And, you know, the guy was like, oh, sorry, man, you know, but it was against the rules. Because, you know, he basically, like, fucking, that was his, his, his tap was to fucking point out that I was breaking the rules. So, uh so, yeah, that was, you know, lesson learned. Yeah. So, because I, I, I do leg attacks all the time. I've, I've never been called for reaping because I know if I if in my mind I'm like I can't reap, then, like, I make sure my foot gets shelved on your hip mm-hmm. and it fucking sits there. Like, it's either sitting on your hip or I have it, like, hooked, in, hooked, hooked under the hamstring washing. or something. Yeah. yeah. it's So, if I, you know, if it's in my, my checklist of things to pay attention to, I can do it. But I just was like, I don't need to pay attention to it, so I'm just gonna like fucking
0: Was it did you have any more matches that day or was
1: Yeah I did absolute and then I went against a big dude like like fucking owl sized. He was like super heavy. From Gee? The, no-gi? Uh
0: no-gi. nogi.
1: Yeah. So it was from Zangief BJJ. Mm-hmm. And uh he looked like fucking Zangief. Zangief dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh god. <laughs> dude is hilarious. I you know I'm looking cause after all the matches, you know, you start to like load, see what who's in the open class. And, I, you know, I'd had the one match, and so Kevin and I were like, oh, we'll you know, do open, we're here. And uh, and I see, like, you know, one guy's, like, you know, whoever, super heavy, Zangief BJJ, and I look down there, and there's this fucking giant dude with a Zangief BJJ rash guard on. I'm like, I'll bet that's him. That's him. God damn it. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. It was funny. He was, like, warming up with somebody, like, doing all this, like, takedown shit. And, like, I had drawn him as my first match. Of course. And I wanted to go up to him and just be like, dude, you don't need to worry. On my account, bro. So <laughs> I'm not shooting. I, on you, I'm man. not trying to wrestle you, buddy. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So no, yeah, I went good. I had, I lost that one on two advantages. So overall, man, I would like take that as a moral victory. Like I had a couple good guard recoveries. You know, he almost got past my guard. He started to cradle me. I could t- he wanted to cradle me, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know, okay. I was aware of being like he he wanted me to commit. To come into me. his leg. Yeah. And, you know, we were just playing that fucking game. And it was one time where he fucking, dude, he got his hands clasped. And I was like, all right, red light moment, man. I just like shucked his my head and just started to like turtle away. And I was able to like shove my arm in to keep it between me and him. Cause he started to try to come around and it just enough to turn back into him and, and recover. So I was like, I was, I was fucking pretty pumped on that one, man. I was like, all right, that's not a, you know, that's a legit. Uh, recovery like, yeah. things were going downhill super quick and I was able to at least giant
0: man trying to cradle you yeah that
1: could yeah it could be have been bad yeah I, that, my whole mission was like just don't get in a bad position with this dude fucking crushing you for like <laughs> two minutes and so it uh so yeah we we got done it was like, like I said like you know two advantages so didn't get any points scored on me So I took that as a little bit of a moral victory. Is is
0: that the big dude who uh, choked Kevin out?
1: No, no. Kevin, that was the the guy that Kevin fought in our division. He fought that guy twice. Okay. So he fought him in our division and got uh, the head and arm fucking triangle. Like, dude, I was watching it. And uh, like Kevin shot and the guy kind of like, you know, it, it was, he did a good job of like when Kevin shot, he snapped. So it kind of made, it it made Kevin like over commit Mm -hmm. his shot. And then he just like fucking snapped it. And you can tell like, yeah. Uh, And you know, or, and uh, yeah, like a reverse Darce or whatever. So, but do they like, you know, there's a little bit of a scramble and they, they roll through, through and uh, they like, they open up and I can see Kevin's face is like clear as day. Like my angle up in the stands I was like, oh, that's fucking tight, man. <laughs> like, dude, the guy's arms were just, like, cinched in. He had long arms, like Todd, uh-huh. you know, and just, I mean, tight. And, you know, you could see Kevin's face was already, like, a little, like, a like, little purpose. reddish. And, like, yeah. And so the guy was trying to, uh, you know, lock it up. And he finally got the angle. And, you know, Kevin, I saw him go for the tap, but it, uh, he was going out. And so, I think he kind of, like, missed. He didn't really, like, get the guy. And so, the guy, it was, like, a, a little bit of a delay between when, like, Kevin was tapping and when the guy let go. And um, and in that time, it, yeah, Kevin was fucking out. <laughs> and it was funny. Uh, Chris, fucking big Chris, uh, we were talking afterwards, laughing about it. He's like, I looked over, and I was like, oh, my God, Kevin's dead! <laughs> I mean, that's what he looked like for, like, half a second, man. Like, he was done you know just not moving and so yeah all the medics it was at a time too where like a lot of the other matches had finished so like he was on the mat like it's just him you know and, and everyone's watching him just out and then he oh, comes God. up but like it, dude is so funny he wakes up and he gets up and he's like you know because he knew he you know he was like tapping I was like the last thing he remembered mm-hmm. so he starts like fucking like clapping you know because for the dude or whatever mm-hmm. and then he's like oh wow fucking am i and uh you know got his wits pretty quick about him and, but uh but yeah then then he had a fucking headache after that dude
0: <laughs> i was like man i'll bet
1: you do i got turned off the fucking blood flow to your brain man like, i've like, been there
0: man like i've been choked unconscious a few times in jiu-jitsu and dude it, sometimes it comes on quick Yeah, like if it gets, you know, if they get both carotid arteries shut off, and they just squeeze, like, cause you'll think you're okay, and the next thing you know, you're laying on your back, and somebody's lifting your legs up, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that Pimento's got me. The only time I've been choked unconscious and similar thing, he was getting me in a clock choke, and I went to like try to roll, like steamroll out of it, and he fucking like block, like got his hip on me, and I remember reaching up to like tap. But thinking like, man, I hope he feels this, or I hope this isn't time. But there was like a recognition that, like, <laughs> this is a race between consciousness and my hand. <laughs> and consciousness fucking lost. And so, yeah, I just remember waking up, Pimenta's like shaking his head, and you know, shaking wiggling you around. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder
0: why that became the jiu jitsu thing. Like, when someone goes unconscious, people automatically lift their legs up and shimmy them around. I don't know. I think
1: it's like, the thing to do, it gives the blood back. Into the brain. I don't
0: think it has anything to do. with <laughs> it. No. I don't think it really does anything. I went to the EMT training, and they <laughs> that never, wasn't part of it. They never showed. <laughs> they never taught us if someone goes unconscious to pick their legs up and like wiggle them around. I'm pretty sure it doesn't okay. fucking do anything. Well, that's probably
1: a pretty good indicator that yeah. it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do
0: anything. But uh, but it's it's part. It of makes you feel like you're doing. It something. makes you feel like you're doing something.
1: I mean, if anything, it's probably better than like trying to get them up.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get them up. Yeah, so at least you're and telling that, people,
1: like, hey, wiggle their legs. Because so, if you give them nothing to do, you just leave it open to interpretation. Like, what do I do yeah. when someone's I think, that, I think that's what it is. I'll bet that's part of it, it. I think
0: that's what it is. Just It's just like the whole fucking mask and COVID thing. Yeah. People were scared and they just needed something to do. Like, okay, oh, I'm wearing a mask. I'm being a good person. Yeah, It's kind of the same thing. Oh, I choke someone unconscious. What do I do? Wiggle yeah. their feet. Wiggle their feet. At least you're not going to make the situation <laughs> worse by like <laughs> fucking like, slapping them around. <laughs> hey, man, wake up. You're probably better off throwing cold water on their face. Yeah, that's get, probably getting, helpful. Getting their heart pumping faster. Getting fucking, know, yeah. Or actually just picking them up upside down and getting blood to the brain or something. But Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really don't think lifting the legs does anything. <laughs> well, I'm not right. a doctor, I you know, but uh, yeah. it's funny. It's all right. So, black belt since last time I recorded, and you've been starting to do... You're going to do some comedy tonight. I am. It'll be my second...
1: Second time. Second crack at, at uh, comedy, so it'll be a little... I have yet to do, like, a normal comedy thing where, like... Like a set. Like yeah. A like written s- material. Yeah. Where I go to, like, an open mic, and I'm like, all right, I got five minutes, and I got a few bits that I run through. So I've done the, the roast with Angela, and, uh, and then now, yeah, tonight is, like... Where the audience gets to throw things out. Comedy
0: on the fly. We Comedy get, on the fly. We just yell out some obnoxious And then just try to have a witty topics. take on it. That's the yeah. way I'm looking at it. Like, I'm that's, just going to like, have a fucking funny take. Yeah. That's like, what's what my it is. take on this subject? And I mean, you know, I, I was talking to Angela about this. Like, I think it's a good place for you to start because you're quick on your feet and you're a smart ass. So, like, the roast is a good thing. You're doing a roast is a good thing because you can kind of go in with prepared stuff, but yeah. only for your first opponent. Yeah, because that was all I had. Because then after that, you're just gonna have to kind of think on the fly. Yeah. And then like tonight, you just you can't go on with written shit. You just nah. gotta.
1: Well, I'm gonna give sh- Kiela a few things to yell out like, <laughs> Hey, yell Uno. I got a bit about Uno and how much I fucking hate that game. <laughs> so and, there's, and yeah, I've got like it's funny. I got a, a you got a plant folder in the audience. on my computer now. I got it's called Comedy Gold. And so, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you named <laughs> it Comedy Gold. Comedy Gold. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's uh, it's yeah I've got a note on my Evernote uh, thing on my phone and then I've got like my big folder on my uh, Google Drive now so I'm trying to get like you know somewhat official but you know getting inspired it's cool because you see like Shelton you know he takes the shit seriously and it's like okay you know he writes and writes things down and works them through and it's like alright so I guess that's what you're supposed to do you know and
0: hell I don't know
1: it's uh so yeah, it's I think it'd be fun. But yeah, I got to get a, a reg, like a set. Like okay, what do
0: an open mic? We'll do an open mic. Yeah. Try to get five minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to do it before. We're leaving for Hawaii at the end of the month, so we got like two weeks left, and then I'm fucking out of here for ten days. Nice. So yeah, be a nice little trip. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, you know I it like the worst thing is leaving the dogs. Like that is always like the hard part, but. Um, you know, my mom's going to take care of him. So fingers crossed that everything goes well there. And, but yeah, outside of that, yeah, they just go hang out on the beach for 10 days. Cause last time we went there, we had, uh, one, we were going for a wedding that for Kelly's cousin, which was a good excuse, but it was still like, you know, that was like a day that we had to be somewhere and do something. And then the weather was all fucked up. Like, it was, it, it, like, usually the, you know, trade winds blow in from the north, northeast, and, you know, the south side and west side are usually sunny, and it was like a reverse, like, the weather was blowing in from the south and west side, and so it was, like, rainy everywhere, and it was really fucking weird, so it's super rare, uh, weather condition, uh, so we're gonna... Hopefully it'll be normal, normal this time. Is it
0: pretty nice there? I mean, it's always nice there, but yeah. is this time of year, a pretty good time of year to go it's there. It's always. I mean, yeah. it's always. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. like, so, usually you can go to the south and the west side, and it's not raining. Like it's.
0: If it's raining sur- on the other side. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and you know if it's just sunny everywhere, then great. But you know it was alright. We ended up going uh, to the North Shore in Honolulu Bay and doing some surfing. So I never really surfed before like a little bit like I did some uh, bodyboarding and whatever but they had uh, you know her dad's a surf uh, instructor and he's got a bunch of shit so I got one of the fucking giant boards foam boards and he paddled in I got to where I could like pop up and like yeah dude it was fun but it was uh, that was an interesting experience because it was raining but it was like the rain was the same temperature as the ocean right so it it was fine it was like yeah it was it was uh I don't know, it was a really, it was a pretty cool experience, actually. It was like a moment where I like was like, dude, this is fucking really cool, because, you know, like, what else am I going to do? It's just It's raining, but I'm in the water here surfing. Who cares if you get wet? Yeah, yeah, who cares if you get wet, and it's not like it's cold rain or cold water, it was just, it was like, you know, it was, it was a fucking nice experience, and then, so yeah, it was fun. So actually, I'm looking forward to going back and getting a little more.
0: You going to surf again?
1: Yeah, I'll definitely go, you know, jump on a fucking blue foam board, and and uh, fuck don't, around, don't find get out. Shark. Nah, we don't go that far out. It's uh, it's you know, Huntley Bay is nice because it's pretty shallow.
0: Oh, the sharks know not to come in that far. Well, no. mainly because they can't. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> There's like a limit to their physical capability to maneuver in and water. Water depth of water. So I guess technically, you know, if you're getting like 10 feet of water, you're. At risk of getting attacked by a shark so I don't like think about those things Rob okay so I appreciate it <laughs> okay
0: dude like, surfing scares the shit out of me I have did it a couple times when I was in Costa Rica but I think like so then if you're in shallow water if you get fucking spiked to the bottom of the fucking ocean yeah we well,
1: see like so using the word surfing is you know a real generous use of the term yeah. of what I'm doing like yes I'm on some, a board and I'm standing on it. We're the waves are pushing me. Tiny little wave. Right? Yeah. It's not.
0: The it, risk factor isn't there.
1: Right. So I'm not quite ready to go paddle out and, you know, get in the lineup with the, uh, with the, the big, big guys, boys. Yeah. With the, yeah, the big That's stuff. That's probably not a good idea. Nah. I don't know that I'll That's ever get there. That's probably a good way to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy just being a fucking casual tourist <laughs> with it. I have no aspirations for, like, oh, man, I need to go ride some big waves. I'm like,
0: no, because then, then you come back to the desert and your surf dreams will be dashed. Not yeah. many, many surfing places around here. There aren't. You have the
1: one wave in Glenwood that they got uh, going. Like that weird surf. Yeah, a little like Whitewater Park white thing. Park thing, thing. thing, yeah. They so.
0: got one of those Montrose now, too. They do they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been
1: up Montrose way in fucking forever. I need to get out there more. That's a good spot. Go do some camping
0: or something. It's Yeah, it's a pretty place. So, but. So there you go. I think we got everybody caught up. We're back, potentially. Yeah. We'll see if we stick to it. Fuck yeah, man. No, we'll just do... I was thinking like just
1: like even once a month. Once
0: a month or something.
1: Yeah. Don't want to overextend ourselves. No.
0: I don't want to overcommit to anything. Exactly. Exactly. Just <laughs> don't have to be all ambitious and do it every week and shit. No,
1: no, man. Yeah. That was part of the thing. You know, it was funny. It kind of ran its course, like, what we were doing with it. You know, we had these ideas for... Some other things that we were going to do with it, and I think that kind of created some friction with the whole project itself yeah. that you know kind of needed to. Well, move I, on. I
0: think you know, I thought about that a lot because I think we got to the point. I mean, because we had something good going on, you know, we we're selling some of the vitamins and doing different, shit. but we're at the point to where it was going to require more of a time commitment, you yeah. Know what I mean, and and so I would, you know, just for my opinion of it, like, you know, I don't have so much time between work and take care of the house and dogs and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And there's only so many hours in the day. And so I was going to have to sacrifice some of those other things to, like, put it towards grumpy guy. And, I mean, I, I didn't really think about it at the time like that, but as looking back retrospectively, I, did, I think that's kind of where the, the bottleneck was. Like, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice yeah. To like take this to the next level. Well, I think,
1: yeah. That's why I was saying, but yeah, there's like, and I, you know, I was like on both our uh, ends too, but that's why I think just keeping it simple and like, hey, man, we we just want to get together and bullshit. That, that's the
0: biggest part of it. Yeah. Like,
1: just like, the fucking rest of it is like, whatever. So. Something
0: weird about just having the commitment to sitting down with a microphone in between us makes us sit down and bullshit with each other unin- uninterrupted. Yeah. And you don't feel guilty about it. Like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And, I know. No, we're, we're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely. Part of who we are. You're calling us podcasters is like calling you a surfer. Right. Or yeah. a comedian or yeah. something like that. So. <laughs> you, can't, I think, you, know, you can't call yourself a comedian yet. No, not, not yet. yet. So Maybe I'm, one day. I'm an amateur amateur. Yeah. So. I'll try to yell out some obnoxious topics for you tonight. Be good, I'll yeah. Throw you for a loop. Yeah, y'all have like. I'm not going to tell you ahead of time. Though. Trans rights or something. Just <laughs> really explosive with that group. That is a fucking motley crew of it individuals. That interesting. Makes group, the joke junction. The joke junction people are an interesting group yeah, of people, man. Yeah,
1: there's there's definitely a few people from
0: all walks of life.
1: Yep, yep. That's so, uh, great. You know, it is. It is, a, it is, it is an interesting. You know, you hang out with them and talk to them. It's like, hey man, these are just normal. Yeah, well, it's, it's, let's not use the word normal. These are regular
0: people. Yeah, it's it's. it's Good, because I've got to talk to a lot of people I probably never, ever would have talked to in my entire life. Because they just wouldn't have been in my circle of friends. Right, yeah. And I'm sure they look at me the same way. Yeah. Like, look at this fucking shaved head. (laughs) (laughs) Meathead. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. You probably think you're a fucking goon. And then they talk to you and realize, like, oh, he is kind of a goon. (laughs) A little bit of a (laughs) goon. There's a little (laughs) bit more going on there. So, you know, they come away thinking about goons a little differently. Hopefully. So, that's... uh. Yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's your goal. All right.
0: Speak for all meatheads. <laughs> They're not all so bad.
1: Nah, no, not bad, not at all. So
0: cool. All right. Well, Call I guess we should
1: fucking finish this one up and uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Call it a day. Cool. Yeah. See you, See you guys.